So hello, welcome back to the Champtony podcast as we look ahead to the Arc de Triumph. And once again, I suppose I'm joined by Mr. Mike Vince, SIS commentator, a man who's been in red hot form of the Champtony podcast in recent weeks. And a return for ABW ahead of the jumps, Andrew Blair White. Great to have you back on the podcast. Ronan Groom, of course, is out for his run and forgot about the podcast. Um but uh, lads, listen, lots happening at the moment uh, with, with the Champ that he roster. Of course, Mike Vince, you were in Clover last weekend as Cabaret Queen won the Kerry National. Andrew, of course, you became an All-Ireland Cricket Champion since we last spoke. And Thomas Coyle, who will be back with us for the, the jump season preview in the coming days and weeks ahead. He just trained an 18-1 to winner. Andrew, you watched that live. I actually missed it. Uh, great for Thomas heading into a busy winter. Yeah, it was brilliant for him. Um, he, he told us the horse would have a have a decent chance, and uh, it was a, a much bigger price than I suspect it deserved to be. Probably with maybe a slightly more fashionable trainer, it would have been a shorter price given his run last time out. Uh, but great, great for Thomas. Great, great for us to uh, have have backed him, and uh, it was a really good good success. And hopefully, there'll be more of that over the winter for him and his yard. Absolutely, 14 uh, horses to go to war with over the winter. And of course, my little interest in a Marquez two-year-old might be good for, for, for Dundalk. Um, and there might be news on that as well, as far as Champ that he is concerned in the coming weeks ahead. Mike, what's the plan, I suppose, for, for Cabaret Queen? Will she head to the Munster National maybe next weekend to defend her crown? I, I think a lot will depend on I me. Mean, she did have a very tough race and it was... We were worried. The biggest worry we had at uh, at the stalls, they got far more rain overnight onto the race morning than was anticipated, and she's literally with the petrol tank reading him held on um, to win. I, I think it is more likely that uh, she will not run next weekend, um, and let the second, third, and fourth try and gather the prize. I would the the race that. The syndicate have been flagged up to as a possible is this new mayor's listed race at Clonmel in mid-November. And I would think that is more likely to be her destination now uh, than going to Limerick. Uh, because obviously a week is a long time. Uh, we in the UK have got the mother and father of a stinking awful weather forecast. Um, even It's almost as bad as the Parisian one for this weekend. So water, water, she will not want bottomless ground. For a second race running in Clonmel, you probably think it's a smaller field. That I think is her more likely destination. But you know, the smoke signals out of Clisutton are silent at the moment. And obviously, you had, a, I suppose, a commentator's interest when when she won the Munster National uh, last year, Mike Vince. But I must ask you, how is the ticker? Because she literally got up on the line, didn't she? No, I mean she was. She just held on um, as as Dennis Hogan. Oh, yeah. And JJ Slevin came to call. And I i mean, one or two people, I was in the SIS studio watching it. And one or two people thought she got beat. But I had to do the 444 at Steeple Downs while the judge was looking at the uh, photo finish. I thought she'd held on. I thought she deserved to hold on. And I must say, I thought Paul Tannen gave her a great ride. But she's jump, her jumping at Listow was absolutely superb. And that's her big strength. We were on course. We, ho we hoped for a Grand National run last year when obviously... It all went wrong for everybody uh, with the with COVID. It's hard to know what's going to happen, but I'd love to go to entry with her. I think she'd love the fences. And 
you know, her front running style might just suit the place, but that's a long way away. The training fees are paid for this year. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so we we've got a free a free go for the next six months. But as I say, I think Clonmel will be next. And and speaking to speaking of common commentary, Andrew Blair White, I believe you were made your commentary debut in rugby. Has has Jerry Hannon, I suppose, anything to worry about in the coming? No, I'd, I'd say Jer- yeah, no, I'd say Jerry's uh, sit, sitting pretty pretty easy in his uh, commentary box at the moment. Uh, yeah, it was good to get a gig um, with HBV Studios doing uh, the local uh, Energy Energy um, series game in St. Mary's. It's a club not that far from me. Uh, it was great to get a go and uh, ho- hopefully we'll be doing that for, for the rest of the winter, doing uh, a bit of rugby commentary here and there. So broadening my horizons from just horse racing. Big, bigger and brighter things ahead for Andrew Blair White, lads. We're here to talk about the arc. Um, I'll give you a, a quick show of betting as it stands. Of course, the news broke this morning that Love has sidestepped uh, the event, enabled, listen, the John Gosden duo head the market at the moment, enable, of course, uh, the Queen, as the caller in, in, in Great Britain, is, is, is she, she's 5-4 to favourite, Stradivarius 13-2, uh, Sats Sat's ass basically is eight to one in swoop nine to one. Andrew Blair White, your old flame mogul is eleven to one. Persian King twelve to one, and it is fourteen to one. The the, the rest. Um, Michael, come to you. I suppose. What was your thoughts on? Uh, I know Ronan Groom is pretty vocal. I was I was going to ask Ronan just about. Um, you know he's pretty vocal about her, not taking her chance. What was your views on that? And I suppose. Where do you stand on 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 enable? Have you something maybe to topple her this year? Well, I'm not surprised Love isn't going. Her action wouldn't have suited, and it is going to be an absolute bog. It's mm. probably going to be even wetter than it was last year. You know, you are not even allowed an extra three pounds for snorkel and flippers. But I mean, it really is. <laughs> if the weather forecast is accurate, this is going to be bottomless, mm. and that might just play to Stradivarius on the basis of Stradivarius would in my view have not had a chance over a mile and a half on decent ground because he didn't have the speed but it means that something that stays longer than the mother-in-law immediately comes into into contention so Stradivarius may be but I have long thought a horse that might just go well at a decent price although it's been backed all week and I'll give you the line on it um I called the German derby in the summer uh, for, for SIS in Hamburg the uh, race was won by in swoop French Raider Francois-Henri Graffard and Ronan Thomas came late and that was pretty testing ground and won really nicely. And there is a line on this and that is that on uh, Saturday I've got Berlin to do and Berlin features a group one in which the runner-up in the German derby uh, called Torcada Tasso takes on the British challenge of, of Communique and a few others but runs a decent race. It'll confirm my view that was an above-average German derby. Now he's drawn in stall one in swoop but I think he might go well at a decent price. Um, but I also, way, way back in July, talked to Aidan O'Brien about Mogul. And he said that he was a horse that was taking so long to get fit. And he probably was still not fit after two runs. Came good last time. Ryan Moore on board. If he goes in the ground, I think he is a major player. I think Enable is going to have to produce an even better performance than to win the last two arcs because it is all stacked up against her. Stradivarius is drawn in stall 14. I think they have they have mass on a Sunday in stall 15. I mean, drawn halfway to church. But if anybody can get 
out of that mess. It's Olivier Pellier. But I'm in swoop each way with great deal of respect for Mogul against Enable. Interesting. Andrew Blair White, I suppose he eventually got Mogul to win a race. Does he come into the equation here? I suppose ground maybe against him? Yeah, it's very hard to know. Um, I've been a, a vast mogul backer for my sins all year. I've backed him in every single race um, to not much reward, to be honest. Um, if I'm being honest, would I probably back him again on Sunday? Yes, I probably will. Um, I don't think, though, it kind of wouldn't surprise me if he ran a nice race, uh, you know, but it's very hard to know with him and Japan this year. I know they're brothers. And they've both been just so hot and cold. You think you're getting the right side of them and then they'll produce a stinker and then they'll produce a decent run to get your hopes back up. Uh, I was really, really keen on Stradivarius in this race uh, with, with Love in the race. And it's, it's a real disappointment that with Love out of the race, his price has completely crashed. I don't think he's he's much of a price, to be honest, at 13-2 to two when he was 12-1, to 14-1 late last week. Uh, that, was, that was a nice tasty enough price I'd have said uh, I do think obviously the stall has gone against him as well so I think he does have a fair bit still to find and whether you're willing to take the price of 13 to 2 is is kind of up to each and every one of you I, I have like I, I'm, I'm a dreadful for after timing here but I have backed him at 12 to 1 so you know it, i don't mind that price 13 to 2 i probably wouldn't recommend uh but I, i'd have to take on enable as, as mike was saying uh, i think there's an awful lot against her and i think five to four is plenty short enough yeah i have to agree with, with, with john enable and i thought the way we were going there was going to be a full house on stradivarius but of course mike got lost in germany along the way um stradivarius i still think there is juice in, in his price andrew i think like you know he's 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 obviously um, up there with with, with with probably the, the most classiest. If, if if he's definitely in the top two in terms of class in the race, um, you know I th I think what, what stood out for me was his performance at Royal Ascot when everyone spoke about the ground, um, you know being an issue. I, it it may not be ideal, but he's 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 proven to handle it. Um, you know he's had his prep. He's been to Longchamp, and I think it's been the plan for him since Ascot as well. So. Uh, I can see why obviously he has shortened, um, the, you know, support support for him before love was taken out. But now that she's gone, I, I'm just looking down to the field. Cannot have an able, and yeah, he'd definitely be my pick. I still think there is juice, and I think he's a good each way bet um, in, in 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 the arc. I suppose he might he eventually might get his 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 day to play with the Phillies. Um, would he retire after this if he wins? Do you think? Oh, definitely if he wins, I'd say mm. he's he'll go. Um, if he doesn't win, I wouldn't be sure, though, because, you know, I do think they might want to have a crack at equaling Yates for the Gold Cup. So, be interesting to see. Yeah, he's going to make a, a crack in National Hunt Stallion. Of course, we could have Gold Cup winners by Stradivarius in the coming, in, in, in the coming maybe, decade. But let's move on, lads, to the 350 at Longchamp on Sunday also. Actually, it's the pre-De L'Opera it's sponsored by Longines and it's over a mile and two group one for, for Phillies, three-year-olds and plus. I'm going to give you a very quick show of the betting and there's, there's, there's Irish interest in this, um, good Irish interest in, in, in this race. Andrew, one of, one of your old favourites 
in here, of course, Alpine Star. Alpine Star, 5-2. Joint favourites with Fancy Blue, who's also 5-2. The French filly, Talkeel, Hamda Malmaktoum, has had a cracking season. She is, she's 4-1. Uh, Tanarwa is, is, is the Dermot Weld entry here. She's 6-1. Adara is 12-1. Tickle My Green, 14-1. And a 16-1 to the rest. Uh, Mike Vince, thoughts on this one? Well, it's, it's again, and it's the same of all of them. What's going to go in the ground? I mean, the most, it's just a shame there isn't a horse called Noah running in the arc because I mean, that would have been the ideal one to tip. I know, I know one or two people backing uh, Yutaka Taki of Japan, riding Japan. This is a, a difficult race. If it was top of the ground, I, I had Alpine Star down almost as nap material. Uh, but that uh, Hanbanama two horse talk heel, I think, will go in the ground. I think this will possibly stay at home. This. Uh, Pre de l'Opera. The race for export will be the Abbe as usual. I mean, the French can't win it with what they have. You know, uh, but Torquil goes in the ground. And I think, you know, bearing in mind it might be raining all day in Paris on Sunday, it will be in the, the Great Flanders and Swan Song mud, mud, glorious mud. It'll look like a three mile chase by that stage, I think. Fully agree with you, Mike. Um, we're, we tend to be agreeing here today. I think Torquil. Look, I do think she's overpriced. Uh, she's unbeaten in five starts. Uh, a Group 1 winner. And I suppose she's prou- proven on the ground and the track. What's not to like, Andrew? Uh, well, I've just got an obsession with Jessica Harrington Phillies. So um, I'm, I get exactly where Mike's coming from with Alpine Star. Uh, but that being said, no, she's shaped still pretty well last time out behind Palace Pier and I know that wasn't anywhere near probably the ground she's going to come up against on Sunday but it still was softened ground uh, there's nothing really to prove that she won't go on it and I saw now I'm not sure whether that price is gone but I was looking through the odds and I saw 100 to 30 uh, with William Hill earlier today uh, I think that's actually still a very fair price for Alpine Star when I'm, I certainly am under the impression that Palace Pier is one of the best milers we've seen in recent times. And she ran him very close. Uh, the fourth Persian King has won the Mulan since. I think that's, that's top form. I think if Stefan Pasquet had his time again, uh, she'd have beaten Fancy Blue in the French Oaks. And she obviously won the Coronation Stakes by four lengths. There's not too much not to like about Alpine Star. And I know the ground is perhaps a little bit of a worry, but... You know, you're not taking a very small price. Uh, you're taking, you know, three to one, hundred to thirty, and I think that's a fair enough reflection of her chances. And I think she'll go very well. Thoughts on Wells, Wells runner? Uh, well, I must say I just can't get a handle on Dermot Wells' horses on a weekday basis or a weekend basis. If I fancy them, uh, they lose, and if I don't fancy them, they win. So you can take of that what you will. Uh, I think yeah, I, 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 I thought the ground was probably a bit of a worry for her. Um, don't she's not proven on on this type of surface, but obviously she's she's still she's still very unexposed. Yeah, she is. Uh, she obviously beat KM Pepper on her reappearance, and KM Pepper's won since as well. So uh, she's got some ni- nice form. <coughs> but uh, I'd have her down maybe a little bit below those at the top of the market. I think the top three in the market are are pretty strong fillies, to be honest. Interesting. For all Ireland's endeavours for, for this race, and I suppose our strength in the race, I will be sticking with the French runner. Um, have to agree with Mike on everything. I think it should be hard to beat. 2.45, lads, at Newmarket. 
on Saturday. It is the Sun Chariot Stakes, the feature group one for Phillies. Uh, quick show of betting. Champers Elise, 7-2, of course, one on Irish Champions Weekend. Peaceful is 15-4. Telebrium is 9-2. Nazif, 11-2. Voracious is 7-1. Half Light is 10-1. Bills and Brook, 10-1, and it's 14-1. Cloak of Spirits, 16-1, the rest. Cloak of Spirits, lads. What a run! What a run she gave me in the in in in, in the two thousand guineas. Or sorry, one thousand guineas at Newmarket. Um, she 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 obviously got back to winning ways, uh, last time out. But Andrew, Chambers Elise, she heads the betting here. Do you think she deserves to to be favoured? Yeah, she deserves to be near enough the top of the market. Uh, personally, between herself and Peaceful, I'll be definitely siding with Peaceful here. Uh, very impressive obviously winning the Irish 1000 guineas and was right in behind both Alpine Star and Fancy Blue in, in the French Oaks uh, Aidan O'Brien usually does this with some of his fillies where he leaves them off on a little bit of a summer break and campaigns them with you know two or three races in mind over the autumn and they're usually a little bit vulnerable on that first run and she got beaten uh, but she actually ran an awful lot better in the matron behind Champers Elise than I thought she would uh, yes, she does have a length and a half to, to find, but I think she'll have come on an awful lot for that run, and I'd certainly be backing her to reverse that form. And I do think the two of them are actually ahead of the English fillies, to be honest. And I think Peaceful uh, will be very hard to stop at four to one. Interesting, Mike. I think I like the favoured. Um, you know, she's she's handled she's handled conditions before. Obviously, she was well supported at Galway and. Impressive at Gorham before winning an Irish Champions weekend. Would she? Is, was, is there anything else that that that? Uh, oh, what do you fancy in the race? I thought she had a hard race at Leopardstown, and I'm surprised that they didn't just draw stamps for the season because she's she owes them nothing. And are they going to the well once too often? Is what's in the back of my mind here. Uh, bearing in mind it will be really testing, and and when Newmarket comes up, testing it really does. Um, there's a fascinating runner in here. I'm not suggesting for a moment it'll win, but I'm fascinated by Rafe Beckett and this Feliciana de Vega, who was one of the four horses that he had win for him on Future Champions Day, um, what, 51 weeks ago at Newmarket. Hasn't run since and returns in a Group 1. And the way the Beckett horses are running, she might be one that will go well at a decent price and she ought to like the ground. And one that I've, they've talked about a lot around Newmarket, one of listed races, a big step up here, is the Sir Michael Stout runner, Voracious, did everything asked at Newmarket, carries the Chivley Park colours on, on seasonal debut, and I think is quite capable of stepping up. Um, but certainly you, you ignore Peaceful at your peril, um, bearing in mind, of course, Aidan's got a yard seat. The 1,000 guineas was all about one horse, and what happened in behind there was almost irrelevant. Because love was had us all reaching with the superlatives, but I'm going to chance here for Luciana de Vega each way. And just there's something in my mind the way the Beckett horses are running at the moment. I'm thinking he could have found us something nice and soft and easy to come back with. Why is he going straight in a Group One? I think you're a bit of a, a Ralph Beckett fan, Mike Vincerio. It's not the first time you've put up a, a Ralph Beckett horse at a big price on the Champ of the podcast. Lads. It's just a case, really, of you, you sometimes look at why a particular horse is running in particular races. 
This is a very, very interesting piece of placing to come straight for a Group 1, whereas there are other races around that are not quite, say, of Group 1 stature. Um, but to come straight in off a year off to run in it, I find that fascinating. Yeah, interesting what you said about Champers Elise going to the well, I suppose, as well. Um, maybe it will be maybe it will be one one step too far for her this season. I just think when a Philly when a Philly improves like she has, um I can see why she's favoured and it probably I'd probably rather I probably I probably would side with her just in in, in this one. The danger I think is Terra Bellum. I think she's a consistent sort. Lads, just around the grounds on the flat, I suppose, at Longchamp and Newmarket, before we come on to the glorious Gorn, Gorn Park. Um we have, of course, at Longchamp, the pre-Marcel Boussiac. Excuse my French now, Andrew. Pre de la Forêt, pre de l'Abbé, of course, Patash lines up there. One of your old flames, Cumberland Lodge Stakes. Is there anything, I suppose, around the grounds, Longchamp or Newmarket? Mike Vince, do you know what? We'll start with you. Well, yeah, I've actually also looked at Ascot and Redco, which are also, if you uh, are on, are on uh, the main ITV channel this weekend. Um and I'll just mention one thing at Newmarket. I think the first race at Newmarket is not on the telly, but there are three horses. I've had some quite decent words about. They're all newcomers. Watch out for Bolshoi Ballet for Bally Doyle. Um, there's also a move in time for Roger Varian and Mystical Dawn of Godolphin. Whatever wins that race certainly isn't going to go straight in the ones to follow. And Redcar, of course, have got their big two-year-old race. There's uh, 23 runners. And uh, Shank 2-1, to one, who was a winner at the Curra, for Paul Hannigan and Richard Fahey, I think will go. Will will probably win it, and also Ascot, two big handicaps. Ascot, big money handicaps, and for me, um, I'm fascinated that Adam Kirby, with two in the race for Clive Cox, goes with River Nymph, in the 305 horse that's on a hat trick. But um, I think I'm probably mentioned that name to you at the end of the program if you get where I'm going. Andrew Blair White. Yeah, uh, two over at Longchamp, one on one on either day. Uh, the one thirty-five on the Saturday uh, is mile two, Group Two race. Uh, won't bother trying to pronounce the uh, French name uh, of of the race, but I really quite like Patrick Sarsfield in this race for Joseph O'Brien. Frankie Dettori's booked. Uh, just blatantly didn't stay a mile four at Leopardstown on Champions Weekend. Uh, he's won on very soft ground at the back end of last year at the Curra. Really improving type of horse this year was third in a in a very good german group one behind barney roy uh, this year as well over 10 furlongs i think the return to 10 furlongs will suit him very well i think he's nine to two that's a fair enough price and then in the foray on sunday a horse that i was very fortunate to win on on champions weekend is safe voyage uh, for the john quinn team he was fourth in the race last year handling conditions and was third in the uh, QE2 after that. He won the Boomerang Mile, uh, beating Sinawan, who was, uh, I think, quietly fancied by a lot of shrewd heads uh, on Champions Weekend. He's a really honest horse over seven furlongs, wins an awful lot of races, and I think he'll run a very good race. Very good. Now, announcement on the Champ D podcast. Date for the diary. 21st of October, stay tuned to Champ the the jump season preview that was, I suppose, our our our, our most well-received podcast and video last season, and it was the very first that we did for the jump season. Um, 
that will be, I suppose, on the 21st of October. So stay tuned. Um, I suppose all our fancies for the year. Um, the season is starting to, to, to creep in, Gorham Park and Tipperary this weekend. But as I said already, stay tuned. Put that date in your diary, the 21st of October. Big and exciting things to come on the Champion League podcast. Um, so stay tuned um, for more there. But we'll, we'll, I suppose we'll give a little teaser this weekend, Andrew Blair White. Let's get this straight, actually, because I know San Raw was your selection for the, the champion hurdle next year. That's a little teaser, I suppose, of what's to come. What price did you put him up at, Andrew? Uh, 25. 25 to 1. And I have I to... I have he, to he's still re- readily 20 to 1 is very much available. Um, but I think he does have a chance, yeah. And, 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 and of course, he runs at Tipperary at, at 135 in the, in the horse and jockey... Uh, I suppose Hotel Hurdley. You'd be expecting him to win, would you? You would, but Felix Deji, uh, I think, will, will run on it as well, and he's no mug at all, and he'll probably blaze off in front. So, uh, might take a, a bit of winning first time out for him. Yeah, obviously, if if he's to progress into a champion hurdle candidate, he probably would want to be winning. Uh, but hope, hopefully, he will run, and and we can see uh, whether he can really take this step up in in grade, in, in stride, and hopefully develop into uh, the grade one horse I think he is. In, ter- in, ter- in terms of San Ra, do you think he can, obviously you've put him up, but do you, do you still back yourself that he can step up and, 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 and I suppose put himself right into frame for a ch- to be a champion hurdle contender? Yeah, well, he won, the, he won the county hurdle with bags in hand, and obviously Aramon has done nothing but frank the form over the summer. And he absolutely destroyed Armand that day. Uh, he does have yeah. he's around a stone or twenty pounds to find with the with the top champion hurdlers, but he's only ran uh, I think only twice in Ireland and and once at Cheltenham. So he's got heaps of improvement to come from him. I'd have thought. JP loves having a a two mile hurdler in all these big races like the Matchison hurdle, the Irish champion hurdle. He's got no horse at the moment that fits that bill at the moment. So therefore, that's why I believe they'll keep Samwa over hurdles, and hopefully, uh, he can really pay his way. I, th- I just think still the two-mile champion hurdle division in Ireland yeah, will still be quite weak. Uh, you know, Abracadabra is, is. There's an opportunity good. there for him to come and I says put himself in the mix. But Aramon, as I said, Frank the form. I thought he was mightily impressive um, in 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 of course in the Galway hurdle. Mike Vince, what's your thoughts on on Sanra? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with what um, Andrew's been saying. Um, and clearly, you know, Willie Mullins is the ultimate yardstick in terms of champion hurdles because he knows exactly what it takes to win one. Um, making quite an early start to the season is it's interesting because often, you know, you would expect them to perhaps have one run, perhaps late October, early November, and then off you go to Leopardstown at Christmas when things start to unravel. So if he does turn up, it's interesting that he's going to turn up this early. Um, I'll throw a couple at you for the weekend if you if you want them. Um, I was really impressed with annexation of Henry de Bromheads uh, at Navan. Only won a maiden hurdle and he's in the opening race on uh, Sunday at Tipperary. And I think that yeah, if that uh, it's a four-year-old, but that means he's getting a lot of weight. Jump for fun. Um, Mr. Mullins has got two and Gordon's got the very man who's got to give a, a, an enormous amount of weight. And also, um, interesting that Saturday, Goran, 
this champion chase the storyteller if he jumps he'll go close but it'll be very interesting i think to see the arkle winner put the kettle on because put the kettle on won the arkle come on tell me who wrote it Coleman. correct well done uh, a lot of people would forget that um, because he jumped in the arkle and others didn't and in what might be a very informative race be interesting to see him against the storyteller and i think they say Mr. De Bromhead could have a very good weekend. Little Birdie taught me a week ago. Put the kettle run. Put the kettle on runs at Dorn. Don't forget her. So you'd be expecting her, I think, Andrew. Let's hold in on this one. The PWC. It's a cracking race, actually. Just give you, I suppose, a, there's no prices up at the moment, but go through the runners. Peregrine run, easy game, hardline, Paloma Blue. Put the kettle on the storyteller. Would you would you agree with me and Micah? Uh, would put the kettle on? I think she's got a great chance. Um, yeah, um, obviously, probably a little bit like Sam was as well, though. You know, reappearing in in a pretty hot race. You know, the likes of Peregrine Run, the Storyteller, Paloma Blue. You know, these are multiple graded winners, uh, all with race fitness on their side as well. Uh, if if the ground wasn't too bad, now I'm not sure what what the it's good at be. the moment. It's good at the moment, so I yeah, think the ground is expected. Only going to go one way, though, isn't it? Yeah, mm. exactly. I wouldn't want like if it was to somewhat stay that way. I still think Peregrine Run would be very hard beat in this race. Actually, uh, I certainly would take him ahead of the likes of the Storyteller and Paloma Blue. Those are horses that do my head in with how badly they jump fences. I know they have their days in them, but. Uh, I'd take I'd take Peregrine Run on that, but if Put the Kettle on does rock up and can beat all of them, you can be rest assured she's she's actually got a pretty good chance of progressing into a, a proper champion chase candidate this year, I think. I think so. Anything else for you, Andrew, this weekend over the jumps? No, uh, just obviously you know how much I love a wave of the sea. Uh, I think he's going to run in the, the grade three novice chase at Tipperary. Uh, on Sunday, things he, must be bad. Things must be bad if they're putting him over a fence. <laughs> ah, he was absolutely brilliant last time out. I think around Kilbegan. Um, mm. But ho- hopefully he can he he can collect in that. He's Grade One uh, Juvenile Hurdle winner last year, and my big fancy for the Boodles went up in smoke when um, what was it? Aspire Tower fell at the last at Leopardstown, but. These things happen. I don't know what the long-term aim would be with the Wave of the Sea, but hopefully he can make up into a pretty good chaser. Fantastic. Brings us on to the business end, lads. Best bets of the weekend. Andrew Blair White. Uh, well, my nap of the... Nap and MB. Nap of the weekend will be peaceful in the Sun Chariot. I don't see anything to beat her. And my next best would be Safe Voyage in the foray. I think he just runs so many consistent races, he can't be far away. Mike Vince, you just keep delivering. I'm going to nap in the big race at Redcar. <coughs> A shark 2-1 to one who won at the Irish Champions weekend for Richard Fahey. It'd be lovely to see the smarter Paul Hannigan winning a big race for the second Saturday running. And next best is going to be River Nymph in the big handicap at Asker at 3.05. And I am very much in swoop each way in the arc. Interesting stuff. And my NB, lads, I think, despite the Irish challenge, 
I think it has to be Talkeel. I was actually in Derrenstown stud today. In in, in in the lovely just outside Kilcock. Um I was in there on business, but uh yeah, no, they, they were excited about this horse as well. Uh Talkeel, four to one, as I said. I think you know she's unbeaten and I think I think she's a good bet this weekend at four to one. I'll envy her. And just lads, I suppose it's not horse related, but Andrew Blair White, you like this one. That is my nap of the weekend, lads. Donald Trump, six to four. Andrew Blair White can't believe I've done this. Um, I honestly think he's an absolute steal to get re-elected. Mike Vince, your opinion, please. Uh, I couldn't disagree with you more. Six uh, to four. I think, I, think, I, think, I think it's a cracking bet, Mike. Did you see the I first debate? Trump will lose it rather than Biden will win it. Did you see the, the live debate this week? Happily not. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, listen, it wasn't Trump's best performance, I think. In the loosest possible sense. Um, There was was lots of... Embarrassing television and it didn't do anybody any good. And somebody said to me this week, I thought it was the cluest, said is that if God intended America to be great, they'd have given them a candidate. Well, I think six to four is, I think, no, I I think it is a good bet. Um, I've been following, I've been following the... The rallies and the election, obviously, was the first debate. We've another two to go. Andrew Blair White, any interest in politics? Absolutely none, no. Absolutely none. Lads, that concludes the Champ That E podcast for another week. Let's hope there's plenty of winners in there. And as I said, stay tuned for the jump season preview, lads. As I said, put that date in the diary. The 21st of October it will be released. And... Um, yeah, just just a little for, for for guys who have been following the podcast, just a little clip with Thomas Coyle, who trained an eighteen to one winner today. Congratulations as well from all of us to Thomas, uh, an eighteen to one winner at uh, Clummel Rolling Revenge. I think he said a little break now is needed, and he's a couple of winter horses that he is looking forward to. And we're hoping to get down to the yard uh, to do a stable feature with Thomas as well ahead of the winter jump. We're joined on the line by the. Batterstown duo, of course, Thomas Coyle, regular on the Champ of the podcast, and Cousin Cahill McCormack, who, who rode rolling revenge for Thomas. 18 to 1 winner, lads, today at, at, at Clomel. Congratulations to you both. Cheers, thanks, Barry. Yeah, no, he, he done it well. Uh, we're delighted. Um, look, he probably, probably wasn't that much of a surprise, even though he was 18 to 1. Um, he ran well the last day, and... Um, Look, he, he, he done it well today and uh, it, it was great, to be honest. Uh, fantastic feeling, I'd say. Thomas, um, he's having a seven start for me since he joined Martin Martin Brazel. Did, did it take you a while, I suppose, to, to get to the bottom of him? Three runs this season, is, is, is good ground to take it was was a big help again today? Yeah, look, good, good ground is vital to him. Um, it took probably it took us probably a little while to get used to him. We bought him first initially to um, go point to point for Cahill. Um, to get him to get him going and have a nice horse to be riding. Um, he probably just doesn't stay three mile, which it took a few runs to find out. But um, look, today the trip, the trip was the trip on the the track plus the ground was the key to him, and um, he's done it well there today. And I personally, actually, I actually didn't see it live, uh, Thomas, but I heard Kevin O'Ryan calling you over for an interview. We on racing TV? And uh, no, I, I ran by him. 
so I did. I left that up to Carl. He, you know, <laughs> let the young lad have his little limelight there. So I did. <laughs> yeah, you escaped that one, Carl. Second, second winner, I think. I believe it on the track. Uh, Breezy Bull, of course, gave you a winner for Eddie Colley, um mid midway through the summer. And this fella today, I think, was your your first winner over over fences on on the track. Am I right? Yeah, first winner on the track over fences. Um, it's he's a he's a he's a credit to himself jumping around. He jumps like a buck. He's just he's great to ride. He pinged the last two, anyway, didn't he? Oh, uh, the faster you go, the better he jumps. He jumps jumps unbelievable. So he does. And I suppose Thomas and you're in Thomas most mornings. Are you split between Eddie and Thomas. Um, yeah, right out for Eddie's in the mornings, and then I come back to Thomas's in the afternoons and help him out as a. Fantastic, and uh, to start a big things, call and, and just just back to you, Thomas. Um, just regarding, I suppose the winter. Obviously, we're coming into it now. Will we see rolling revenge? Revenge? Um, maybe one more time this season, or, or, or what's the plan? Yeah, look, we'll keep them in for another couple of weeks and see what see what October brings weather wise. Um, look, he's fit. He he won't take a whole lot. He's probably a horse that runs better, fresh. It's probably the first time, even in his whole life. If you look back through his form, that he's actually backed up a run, um, being so quick. So um, it was a little bit surprising. There was one little bit of worry in the head, but um, no, he's done it. Look, the horse is fresh. He's well. We we changed things up a little bit this week. We brought him swimming and that, just you know, an older horse, different things. And um, look, it's it's sweetening him up. It's happened. And uh, look, being honest, today was really his Gold Cup, and. Uh, he, he's gone out and done that, so he owes us absolutely nothing from now. So, uh, look, we're not going to slog him through the winter. So, if the ground stays good, he, he'll have another go. But if not, uh, he'll he'll be let out to the grass. So he will. Thomas, just just ahead of the um, ahead of the winter jumps, we're obviously going to come out and and and, and do a stable feature with yourself in the coming weeks. Uh, Fourteen in total. You were telling me earlier on today that you've in. And uh, just as ready as those, I suppose, over the next couple of weeks, kind of, I suppose, ready, ready to go, ready to run. Yeah, like we've a runner there tomorrow, first time out for a nice Cork Cave horse. Look, he'll be very green tomorrow, but um, he, he's a nice horse for the future. Um, I had another one; she was a reserve today. Go at it again. She ran well in a bumper in Punchestown. I thought she'd run well today if she got in, but she didn't. Uh, we got another nice acquisition there to the yard. A horse called Blue Header. She was second in two bumpers and second in the maiden hurdle. She'll be ready to rock there in a month's time as well. Really looking forward to running her. She's she's working really well, so she is. Uh, fantastic. And Diali, is he is he good to go soon? Yeah, he's two or three weeks' time. So, um, yeah, look, he uh, he ran the last time. The ground was probably a bit quick. So, look, he's a proper, he's a proper winter horse. Um, so we'll see as the winter goes on we'll see him more uh, to the fore so we will so looking forward to him as well exciting times we're going to have to rope Carl McCormack into this Champ Lee podcast now pretty soon um, do you know to, to I suppose he's the man now taking all the credit after today Thomas uh, look he can have it he's a young lad I was there before it's, it's great when it happens it's hard work it's 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 a hard, it's a hard life for young lads, and uh, people probably don't understand it. Like it's long hours, and uh, especially when you have to be looking after your weight a bit as well. Because Cottle's tall, like so, he he does very well. Um, so hopefully, it's 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 the start of something good for. Carl, of the ones I suppose in Thomas's yard, which one are you looking forward to the most? Um, there's a nice ass course there. He's a firewall at the moment. Um, I'd be hoping he'd. He'd run nice in the four-year-old point point before Christmas. And there's another three-year-old dream ahead, horse. 
he's only young horse there. He hopefully run next year in the bumper, fire bumper. He's a he's a very nice horse to look forward to too. Well, it's been a pleasure once again, lads. We'll be back next week, I reckon, for another podcast and then the jumps preview as well. So stay safe. And um, Andrew, I want your opinion on the US election next time we have you on. Okay, will do. I'll do my research. Spot